for the, for other time does not offer financial or wait i skipped the thing brother yes. time does not offer medical brother t- okay stop you the were there i know but now I'm, it's like the this hurdle. is like it's hard to watch because you know it's like the guy starts running in a race and he stumbles Brother Time does not offer medical, financial, or any other kind of professional advice or opinion. This is just us talking about things we want to talk about. So take it with a grain of salt. Your wit makes others witty. I'm Isaac, 5 of 10. If I did meal prep, I would prep hard-boiled eggs. Uh, Let's start with SJ and then Josh. SJ and I kind of do meal prep for lunch. Oh, I just buy the really big multi packs of chips at Walmart, okay. and then I take like one or two of those for lunch and some nice. famous famous cookies. Wait, do you rebag them, or are you saying oh, you no, buy the I boxes? Just, the I boxes think... of that's yeah, I, I don't it's think meal that's prepping. meal prepping. I pack it in advance. I pack it the night before. It counts. It's pre-portioned. You you're, you're packing a lunch that's almost meal prepping. It's meal prep adjacent. <laughs> I can't remember. If you throw those chips in the microwave for 10 seconds, it counts. Okay, yeah. I'll try Wait, that. What? Sweet. No, I don't think that's... Anyway, that's mil- that becomes meal no! prep. Whoa, player four joins. Hey, Jacob. Hey, Jacob. Hey, how's, how's it going? It going? It's going good. We're we're doing uh, brother time. I think it was my turn, and then I guess you'll go after me. I'm Josh, eight of ten, um, and I would meal prep. Uh, I do this like mixture of either canned chicken, like the pre-cooked canned chicken, okay. or black beans. Um, ranch from um, ranch from Walmart specifically the Great Value brand okay and then the queso from Aldi and I've chosen these really because good. queso from Aldi is actually really good with like macros and calories like surprisingly good and I do a little bit of that with a little bit of ranch I mix it with um, one of the two proteins I said and that can go in burritos. It can go on chips. It, you can do so many things with it. And I like to make burritos. And okay. uh, one little extra piece of information. I really want a tiny burrito panini press. Like, I really want one to just have at my uh, desk. At, at work? The office. Yeah. That's interesting. Just like a tiny burrito press that you could... One, you'd have burritos so small that people wouldn't be like, you're eating another burrito. Like, they couldn't say that, right? Because right, you'd be yeah. like, this is so small, you can't really call they me out on it. would think it's like a joke, a joke thing. Like, haha, that's such a small panini press. That's hilarious. What a nice little snack size panini. Yes, <laughs> this is not another meal. <laughs> <laughs> like, as I press it down. All right, then Jacob. I'm Jacob. I'm six of ten. Um, if I did meal prep, I 
you know, I don't really like preparing, doing prepping at all. If I you prefer, did, what would you prepare? I, I'd like to just see what the ingredients are and use my imagination. No, like <laughs> this it, isn't like a life and death this? situation, and you're given a set of tools. This is like you get to pick. Yeah. What do you know? What meal prep? What that is? Uh, what you prepare before making the meal? No. So meal. Like, Actually, you know what? Do. I like Jacob's definition of meal prep. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm on his side now. I think that it should hey, be. What? what you do to prepare to make food um you know like you may let stuff sit overnight in the fridge or no 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 marinade yeah oh my gosh close enough Uh, okay (laughs) let's take a break i can't (laughs) i don't even want to correct you well, it's too late now. Do you do you guys see the things in the uh, the things channel? How SJ met my mother-in-law. Oh, I didn't know you knew you knew my mother-in-law, SJ. I had no idea. Uh, no, I haven't. You know, oh. I've been introduced yet. Oh, but no, I doubt I will my, be. But maybe one day we'll cross paths. Ramona. Yes. Um, so, wait, do you want to say anything first? Do I want to defend myself? What? No. Okay. Go, go for it. Interesting. Okay. So, when I was <laughs> about 14 or 15, I found out that Isaac was getting married to Susie, which who I, I already knew they were engaged. I did not know when they were getting married, and I found out they were getting married because Emily and Valerie were mad that I was not invited. And they worked with my mom to get me there, you know, on a plane and all that. And so I'm finally there. Isaac and Susie are there. I'm, I think this was the first time I met Susie as well. She was very nice. And they were both like... She's still very nice. She's still very nice. (laughs) But I can imagine in a stressful situation like that, you know, it can be easy to uh, be, you know, tense or put somebody at arm's length. But she's very nice. And then we get in the car and we're on our way to Susie's. I assume that was her childhood home. It kind of sounded like it from the way they talked about it. Okay. And... You and Susie informed me that Susie's mother has no idea that I exist and that this is a surprise. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that's so, why I blocked this all out. Now I remember. So we come in, <laughs> and I'm kind of just hiding behind you a little bit, hiding behind you and Susie a little bit, and you guys go in there, say hi, and I, like, sort of nervously creep up, and Susie is like, and this is Isaac's daughter, Sarah. <laughs> and I was like, hello. And Laura just looked at me and she smiled. One of the most sweet, loving smiles I've ever seen Aww. or received in my life. And was Aww. like, hi. And like, I think shook my hand or hugged me or both. And 
yeah, it was a really good, positive experience, because it could have gone a heck of a lot worse. Yeah. That's, that's really wholesome, actually. Yeah. For some Jesus. reason, with how, how the room was feeling at the start of this, <laughs> I felt like something else was going to happen. I don't know what. Oh, no, that's a... That's but, a different... You know, old lady in a different store. You know what's not fair to you, SJ, and I don't mean to pile on on what's not fair, but there's no script. There's no, like, predefined role for that in society of... Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, what do you do in a social gathering like that? Like, meeting someone like that? Yeah, in that situation. Oh, meeting someone know. like that. That's hard. That sounds... I I, I don't know. At that point, you know, my mom married, you know, my stepfather when I was quite young and I'd been introduced to much of his extended family. He, his own father actually was not very involved in his life. And so basically when he was reunited with his father after probably like 20 years, maybe longer, I was introduced then and it was about the same you know i'm just very used to complicated family dynamics because my parents divorced when i was so young mm. i don't really know anything else so it's a little easier for me to navigate okay yeah that makes sense i i think i'm more socially awkward so that's that's the part of the story that gave me anxiety Oh, that's, I was that's just why really I brought quiet. It up. <laughs> <laughs> I I just stuck to being quiet and polite, and yeah, like Isaac was saying before, it really doesn't hurt that I'm from the south, and she I don't know she's I think she said she used to live there because she that was one thing. Town. That was one thing. I don't remember if it was that time I met her or Joseph's christening, but I accidentally called her ma'am, and. I had a very unfortunate experience with someone up north where I called this woman ma'am not knowing that up north you only call old people ma'am? Or at least that's how it was explained to me. Oh. And well, I, that sounds like someone who's sensitive just being, like, exploding on you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I but, don't know that that's so much on you as it is on... Yeah. But yeah, was. Ramona was lovely because I said she asked me to do something or she asked me if I was doing okay or something like that. And I said, yes, ma'am. And I went, and she was like, no, it's okay. It was, it was really sweet. Well, here's a smooth transition. Why don't we talk about daily meetings? Do like you at all work? Have, yeah. Do you all have daily meetings at work? Kind of. Like, like is it a standing stand meeting? Oh, okay. That's what I was going to ask. If it was like a stand-up meeting, is that like a comedy thing that you guys do at work? <laughs> like, all right, stand up, tell you, tell your joke. Humor. Sometimes what's, it feels that way. What's the stand-up? What is that? It's just a quick review, saying like what you did the prior day, what you have planned that day. Is that a daily thing you guys do? I do, yes. Man. It's just like two or three minutes is all you got to speak for. Real quick and simple. 
Well, yeah, but how many other people are doing it? Oh, and how many people me. do you have to listen to? <laughs> no, it's kidding. just Jacob. There's one other person. <laughs> so just two? Two people? Are you guys on a PIP? What's a PIP? Uh, performance something. It's basically like a performance intervention plan, something like that. No, Where, like, if somebody's in trouble, him, basically. There's no manager there. Oh. I guess I would be the manager if... Do you do it when that, you're by yourself? The lead. Do you think he ever says the same thing? That he would be the manager? <laughs> Sorry. There's like a weird dynamic between the two. (laughs) Like this weird like friction between them when they're like, so thank you for coming to the meeting. And the other guy's like, yes, thank you for coming to my meeting. And they're both like trying to take charge of the meeting. All right. Tell me what you did today and what yesterday and what you'll do today. Uh, Yeah. Let me start the meeting with showing you how it's done and then you can follow my example. (laughs) Uh, I've always felt like daily meetings are pretty useless. Like I've never, like I've never really had a good set of daily meetings where I was like, Oh, this was, this is a good idea that we do this every day. It just, I think weekly (laughs) is even pushing it. Honestly. I'm like, so glad we do this every day. I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy we have this great meeting every day. Um, because it seems that when you have repeat, repetitive meetings, doesn't it just turn into like... So if there are enough people on there, it turns into people just trying to brag about what they're oh, doing and yep. what they're accomplishing. How long mm-hmm. is your meeting for? Yeah, so if there's we, a bunch of people... We used to have like monthly sales meetings that I would just, I'm not in sales, but I I would join in for one reason or another. And you could feel like a shift in the meeting the moment one person, like, so it was supposed to be what you described, Jacob, where you just say like what you did last week, what you're doing this week. It quickly devolved into like each salesperson basically pitching themselves saying like, you know, I got this going on. I got this going on. I'm probably going to go look into this. I've got this going on. And it was just ridiculously drawn out with each person. And because the director of sales there, usually the CEO was listening in and they, I guess, just saw it as their opportunity to like sell themselves. Uh, It it got really tiring. Thankfully, we don't do those anymore. Like, it's just, I, yeah. yeah. Fine. All right. Be right there. Yeah. So, um, I, uh, so in that last topic, I did a really good job. In this next topic, I'm about but to do Josh, really you, well. Josh, you, uh, you brought up this topic. I know. You did the thing again where I said something, be right there, to indicate that I was on my way to sit down and join this. You didn't say that. You wrote it out. (laughs) I did say be right there. Okay, so... I copied it and pasted it, so... Yeah, 
uh, and, then, and then you put in what SJ said. This is about Arby's, isn't it? So okay, let's go oh, to okay. SJ's topic yeah. now. All right, done. Done with that topic. What, what is it? What is well, this about? Is this so about this Arby's? Is, this is connected to last week's discussion of did we decide if it was Wagyu or Wagyu? Yes, it's it's Wagyu. I think it's okay, pronounced Wagyu. Wagyu steak and. You said it was about, you said Wagyu food marketing. And I thought it was about Arby's because Arby's currently has a limited time offer for a Wagyu burger. Okay, Google says it's Wagyu. Wagyu, thank you. Okay, Wagyu burger. And I thought maybe you were going to say, like, how did they get cows from Japan or... There's no way that food prepper in the back is actually like tenderizing and like all that the meat to make it like properly cooked or whatever. I don't know. I thought it was about Arby's, but it was not. I, I mean, it, it could I be. I can eat Arby's. I want to try this. The the wagyu. Steak. I am deeply disappointed that they did this for steak. Is it any good? I've never tried, I haven't tried this one, but they had a really good steak sandwich a couple of years ago, or longer than that. They had a really good steak sandwich in, like, 2019 when I worked there, and I want them to bring it back so bad, because it was yeah. really good. If anything, oh. so this isn't a steak burger either, it's just a burger, and they just yeah. say they've blended Wagyu beef into a patty so i'm glad i don't work there anymore this is not what anyone would think of if they heard like "Ooh, i got some wagyu this isn't it what are you having for lunch wagyu nice wow that's awesome that sounds expensive at arby's oh what? Oh, oh, expensive! Still overpriced. Right? But... Yeah, still super expensive. Just not. I, yeah. I, I can't eat Arby's. I there, there's like I have to prepare for it. It takes three days of having no salt in my diet, and then I can have one thing from Arby's. What do you? And then eat I have there? anything. <laughs> Everything there has so much salt in it. Really? I don't feel that way. Maybe I need to try getting some of it without the sauce, because I usually have the sauce taken off of whatever I get. I don't put any sauce on anything. I don't... What does everybody usually get from Arby's? I'm just curious. Fries. Early fries. Uh, I like their beefy, the cheese melt thingies. I used to get them uh, when they were like five for five. I think that's what I had last time I was there, and it was like horrifyingly salty. Oh, I get the um, I get the chicken bacon Swiss, but I have them switch out the shredded lettuce for leaf lettuce, and I get it with no honey mustard. It's very good. That sounds nice. It's like a chicken BLT. And sometimes if I'm feeling fancy, I tell them to add a slice of cheddar cheese to it. Or ask them nicely. I shouldn't say tell them. I mean, you can put your foot down there, I think. you can. Yeah, and put some, slap some cheddar on it. I mean, if they're going to charge me for it, it better be on it. It's like 50 cents. <laughs> Piece of cheese. Wow, um, I, I really appreciate cheese. that. That's your fancy. That you said, if I'm feeling fancy, I'll have them slap some cheddar on it. Or... Well, yeah, because it costs a lot. It's, it's Compared to the price of the sandwich, it costs a lot extra. I don't. 
Yeah, but it sounds like you're saying now it's fine dining. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I we got to take a break. All right. Are we going to are we going to play a game? Okay, so I feel like I, I did I not explain it right like this is not okay. There's no no activity this week. We're doing topics. Okay. I don't think we can. This won't make sense in a podcast if we play. Yeah. Well, they'll just hear us like, oh no. Oh, okay. And furiously, yeah, yeah like, there it is. Do messing that. with no, don't do uh, that. Game controller. Yeah, like just, in the background, just yeah. clicking and yeah, uh, <laughs> and that's and that's basically what a utopia looks like. What did you mean by this topic? What does a t- utopia look like? Um, like what I, part? Because so this would people, take a long time, I think. I've, well, no, I guess the, on a basic level, what what does someone's life look like in a utopia? Because that seems to be what people hope for in the world is like peace and prosperity for everyone somehow, and I guess. The question is, what what does a utopia look like? Where it's like, how how do you please everyone in society all at once? I feel I like guess you don't. Yeah, that that's a fair answer. I feel like you could <laughs> you could distill it down to just art. Like art? you're either consuming some form of art or producing some form of art. Oh. That's that really awful. That's really insightful. <laughs> I like that. I like that. No, I like... like video games, movies, TV shows. You could even in I, I'm oh. playing fast and loose with the term art, I know, but I was just trying to distill it down into like one thing. Like stuff yeah. people actually want to do. Your that's needs not are work. met. Your needs are met. Yeah, all your needs are met, and you're able to do pretty much whatever you want. And I think most people are gonna either gravitate toward creating things artistically or enjoying looking them. at and enjoying yeah exactly so i think that's what it would be. but enjoying either way like they're enjoying it not because they have to create it like they're they're not like obligated you must create one piece of art oh yeah that's the uh the ai overlords your job everyone's job is now art and we well you can't spell utopia without ai uh, it's I, it's I A, but okay. Point taken. Yeah, we do need AI. <laughs> but we weren't talking about AI. Like Jacob you brought what, what, it up. Jacob, what do you think a utopia? I, I'm well. First, I think some people's utopia can be other people's nightmare. But it's like yours. What is yours? Apocalyptic. Mine, oh man. Is yours other people's nightmares? <laughs> <laughs> other no. people just like screaming and running in the street. <laughs> I would go to the meaning of, I think utopia means no place. Oh my gosh, did you chat GPT this? Just no, say what, I've what, just heard. what's your defining factor? I, I, I don't know. Because I'm just like... I. 
I wouldn't want there to not be conflict. Yeah. That makes life interesting. So I think a just and robust conflict resolution. So having a good working justice system. Wow. Would That's be a surprisingly, utopia. surprisingly good yeah. answer. I'm really, I'm and stunned. Everything else is just, you know, fair game. Oh, never mind. Rug pull. I actually, Rug pull at the end. <laughs> I actually had to read Thomas More's Utopia for a British world literature class yeah. when I was in high school. And what I found most fascinating about it is that, I mean, I'm not saying this is my idea of a utopia per se, but what... things like gold and jewels, keep in mind this was written in like 1516, um, did not have value. They were seen as children's toys. So I guess really the best way maybe to get to a utopia is to eliminate the certain level of materialism we have as a society. Because when we place value on needless things, there's an additional hunger other than food, water, air, shelter. Mm. Um, I, I want to, to mention like something that's pushed me away from this whole idea of like a utopia or, or, you know, that perfect society was that mouse experiment someone did where they had like 2000 mice and they gave them all food, shelter, and they, they didn't have to hunt or do anything. They had everything they needed. Eventually the colony, uh, imploded and went itself destructed and went extinct oh wow Um, because uh, they stopped reproducing they split into groups some would just groom themselves all day others would do unusual mouse behavior uh, but ultimately they they stopped reproducing and and, uh, they just did weird on mouse-like things until <laughs> there was wow. no more mice. I think you're describing TikTok right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's what came to mind. Is <laughs> it just watched well, these mice just? They just did random family? mice dances in front of each other, <laughs> like just random dance moves. Um. Well, they would like they had their own like cliques they formed. Um. And they would focus on, like, small behaviors became amplified. So that's, like, all all I can specifically remember is the grooming group. There'd be a group of mice that all they would do is groom each other all day. That's so interesting. It's just like they stopped the normal mouse behaviors and, and kind of just divulge basically when like all your need when all of their needs were met and they weren't under any sort of threat or external pressure to do things to survive um it, the, society, the mouse society broke down and, and fell apart oh also one problem is normally individuals that cause a problem can be kicked out of a society but because they surmise that because it was like an enclosed area the weird mice that would normally be kicked out 
couldn't be kicked out. And so that ah. may have contributed to the societal mouse breakdown as well. Wow. But that that story made me think like, uh, maybe a utopia isn't the best thing, or at least in regards to all physical needs being met. But SJ's point of at least like a stepping stone of, of not having, um, I guess, desire for physical possessions would, you know, instead of having physical needs being taken care of, maybe not having desires for physical possessions could lead to it. Yeah, changing people, essentially. Yeah, that's why it wouldn't really work, unfortunately. Well, that that's enough of that. I wanted to talk about reboots and sequels because you guys brought this up, and I I can't remember the last reboot that I was excited about or sequel. The Except Mario Guardi- movie was good. Guardians three, I liked. The what? M- the, the Mario, Mario movie? movie. That's. I thought it was good. It was really so- fun. That's fair, but the the original was so bad that we collectively forgot that it existed. So I don't know if that counts as a reboot. There was another Mario movie. I know there was a TV show. Oh well, that why would a reboot in a? <laughs> well, does it does it not count? I thought it I thought it fell under that umbrella because it was like. Another property. Oh, so let's let's start by defining reboots because I thought it was kind of like when you were talking about Tekken, how they like redid the whole universe. They rebooted. That was Mortal Kombat. That you you are correct. That was Mortal Kombat. Okay, Josh, it's your time. You can yell at Isaac now, like he fussed at you for calling it Street Fighter. I don't see an issue with it. I think it's perfectly (laughs) fine. But you so, threw away the opportunity. Uh, yeah, well, oh. truthfully, I was thinking about something completely different. And you know, like when the teacher calls on you in class and you're like not paying attention, that's the feeling I got just then when SJ. Oh, sorry. I tried to rehash it for you as best as I could. See, but <laughs> I wasn't listening at all. And so I heard my name and I was just, well, I was actually thinking about um, video games when it comes to sequels. Because if oh you were close okay good well uh Castlevania series retrospective by the the guy's name is I finished a video game is the name of his channel um if you want so I know this is about a video game but if you want a good example as to why sequels are bad this it's a seven hour long video, but he goes in a lot of detail on every single release of the Castlevania series. I am convinced that the reason why sequels get such a bad rap is because, and maybe everyone already knows this, but they're such, they're just cash grabs most of the time. And so they're almost always just awful. It's people see that the first one did well, people as in people with money. And so they're like, okay, well, let's make another one. And then they just try to do it as cheaply as possible. What about the Twilight series? I mean, what do you mean? Boom. Not, it's completely opposite to what well, he's saying. Like every okay, every movie, oh, every movie got better. Yeah. Yeah, everyone standalone work of art. Well, that was and, an adaptation. 
yeah, of a I, no- series of novels. So I feel like that's a little different it, from. I do think it Twilight. is a little different, but I I do think there's some truth there. I it's not one hundred percent one way or the other. I just think most of the time when sequels have a bad rap, it's because of this trend of like the company that owns the IP takes it and just runs it into the ground out of pure greed. And they just want to milk it for every cent they can get out of it. Great. It's capitalism. That's what we want, right? That new Exorcist movie looks good, though. I've been... I think they're getting better. If you look at at the change in the cinema universe, like the Marvel universe in particular, like their, their sequels are sometimes better than the original like iron man one was good two was better like guardians of the galaxy one was good three was really good i I don't think iron man two was better than one but and i don't think it had too many too many parallels yeah the second deadpool 2 was better than the first deadpool movie great example yep yeah deadpool but I think I, just, I think that's an example of the market responding to how it should be, right? That yeah, but they it, make a I good one. What you're seeing, though, is also um, a reaction by corporations to the legal system, because if they do not use their intellectual property for some time, it becomes free. It it's free to use for everyone. So oh, yeah. if they don't make a Deadpool. Two or another Deadpool movie every eight years, someone else can come in and start making Deadpool. Yeah, like the unreleased Fantastic Four movie. Did you guys hear about that? There was a Fantastic no. Four movie that they made for that exact reason. And how long ago was this? Let's see. Unreleased. I'm going to just to get a. Uh, they made the movie and didn't release it? They did, uh, 1994. So... Oh, wow. It was... They wanted to hold on to the IP. That was apparently the reason they made the movie. It was very... The budget was really bad. And here's the sad part. All the actors were, like, really... They were really involved, like, personally involved, because it was so low budget. Like, they would pitch in in, in any way they could. Even to the point oh, to where no. they like tried to market it themselves. Like yeah. they went oh. out there and tried to get people to go and see the movie. And it was only made, and I think it was a very small release in specific theaters, strictly to hold on to the IP. Very sad, but um I think you can actually watch it on I think you can watch it on YouTube now. I think people found copies of it. You're able to actually oh, watch it. I don't want to. Let's watch it right now. Let's let's no. just pull it up. Better activity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, don't make me watch it. It's from '94. We... That's an. I just have to say that, it's, and SJ probably knows this better than any of us. But video quality over the years, oh gosh, yeah, tremendously improved. It's, it feels like a lot these past few years, but 
That's that in itself is a good reason for reboots and sequels. <laughs> yeah, I, I think reboots. Yeah, like, but once you've made it, like for instance, I don't think they should ever remake um, Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. I don't think they need to tell that story ever again. Like Peter ja- Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Oh, um, Fellowship. Two Towers and oh, Return that, of the King. See, that whole series. Yeah, those three movies. I don't think they ever need to readapt that again. I think it's it was done so well, they should not do it again. Like, don't is mess that, with it. I wonder if the IP is the reason they've come up with the series related to it, to protect the IP. Hey, can I circle back to something? Just yeah, real that's... quick, because I had a thought... You said the Twilight movies got better, but how do you uh, I, feel I, about I, the books? I liked the books and the movies. Because and... I don't feel like the books got better. I couldn't even finish the series. Oh, really? Like, Yeah, like, I got really bored during New Moon. And I oh. that was a very long time ago because I was a child with a very high reading level. So maybe I should give it another shot. But did you know you that originally so originally Stephanie Meyer only wrote Twilight and a very rough cut that like basically what ended up being Breaking Dawn. And then she got the deal she got with the publisher, I guess, and had to write like basically rewrite how she wanted the series to go with New Moon and Eclipse being put in in between. And that's where that weird love triangle with her and Jacob and Edward comes in and Jacob imprinting on her egg, her baby. Yeah. All that, all the really weird stuff in that series comes from the fact that she didn't really need to write all four books or didn't care to until she was asked to by her publisher. Oh, interesting. Like, all the weird stuff came out when they're like, write more. Yeah. I think that could be said for a lot of those kinds of books, like the supernatural genre in general, paranormal romances, because The Secret Circle and The Vampire Diaries are the same way. The Secret Circle? What's that? Okay, that is a... We're we don't have time to talk about this. Maybe no, we can talk about well, that. We yeah, can talk about the author who wrote those books. That could be a whole other thing. Okay. Well let's let's take a quick break. No, don't I said don't count. What, All right. what doesn't count? I don't understand. Oh man, it just says outro here. And I don't Thank you, listeners, for, uh, <laughs> Thanks for, for listening. listeners. Uh, we know we no know way. this is hard to listen to, and we apologize <laughs> sincerely. But thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I I appreciate that SJ Jacob, um, and Josh that you three could be on tonight because it's nice to talk with you guys. Yeah, it's always fun. It's always yeah, fun to hear to hear the yeah. strange opinions that my family holds on different things. Yeah. 
So oh, I, I, nice I, do, I do want to confess that I was uh, trolling a little bit with the the uh, um, with the Twilight stuff, but no one no one argued with it. So I just well, I I know I know you that that's kind of close to your heart, and like you, so I didn't want to yeah. really Thank you. really get into that because honestly, I don't really care about Twilight that much. I, Mom likes it though. Yes, she does. So that's another reason I didn't want to start. Okay. Yeah, that's that's tough. But um, in addition to being able to find Twilight online, you can find us online, where you can rate review. <laughs> you sure can. But where you can't find Twilight is at BrotherTimePod.com. Does that? Makes sense. You can't it, find it. Does could you find a winner at brothertimepod.com? I have to declare a winner. It's there in the list. So yeah. I mean, many, you put many, the list. I win. Oh, that's a that's a game that Joe likes to play. Um, any mini miny mo. No, just I win. Oh, he just says, <laughs> "I win, Daddy." And I'm like, "Oh no!" <laughs> he he has condensed and distilled the best part of playing games. Yes, that's all the game is. He just will say, like, we'll be wrestling around, and then he'll just stop and say, "I win." And I'm like, "No, but I tried so hard." He's like, "Try harder, Dad." I'm curious. Ask him to <laughs> ask him to explain what he did to win next time. I'm curious as to what he would come up with. That'd be. I'll tell you guys next time. Yeah. Brother time. Brother time. Brother time. Brother time.